Welcome to Bruin Source. This is Isaiah. This is Zed. And we are recording on the middle of, uh, what, the third week in February after a bounce back. I think this is actually just going to be a Jalen Clark appreciation episode. <laughs> um, That's accurate. You know, I, I, what would we say, 80% is that, and then the rest is, uh, I guess, UCLA athletics <laughs> remaining. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, what a hell of a turnaround. I think the last time we talked, which was approximately actually a week ago, that uh, we just didn't know where this team was, and they seem in flux. But it looked like we had some life injected in us as we had Washington State visit last Thursday. And and then Washington, I mean, let's let's get into Washington State. Again, as we previewed, a team that was obviously on the bubble conversation for a little bit and had, you know, a nice run and was a surprise team, especially up north in terms of how competitive they are. And they had a gamer and flowers and all of that just came to a halt once they came to town and came to Poly Pavilion, which was a lot of it due to Mr. Clark himself um, and Miles Johnson, which we'll get into, but how, you know, you went to the games that I, if I remember correctly, you went to, no, I did. Yeah. You, so tell me about it. How was it in person? Uh, it was good. It was the, the energy that, that Clark and, um, Miles have brought being inserted into the starting rotation have been insanely fun. I mean, the guy is just in there doing everything and just seeing him kind of blossom into this really elite level looking player right now has been insane. Um, Washington State could not really do anything against us for long stretches of those games. Now, our offense generally, you know, hasn't been super super sharp as it has been earlier in the season but we haven't needed it to be with the defense um it's been so good i mean flowers didn't really do a whole lot um none of those guys on that team did now they made it close a couple of times but um and we talked about how how pesky the the washington state defense can be and how like they're not a bad team, and they were for a little bit looked like a team that could climb into the tournament and onto the bubble. They had a um, top thirty defense, uh, I think, according to Kim Palm. I think it was even top twenty five, but I'm being conservative. I think it was twenty two, but coming into right. the game, so let's, coming into the game, yeah, they were a good defensive team uh, last Thursday coming in. Right, they're a good defensive team, and they came in, and they made it close at a few points, but re- they really could not, you know, we, we would lock them down in certain points. Um, and this is with some key guys being injured, which has been an issue all season. It feels like every game, somebody is hurt. Um, oh, whether, well, Tiger actually, I guess, technically wasn't hurt for this game, but um, somebody's always hurt. Um, and it's it's kind of frustrating, but I mean Jalen Clark really took over the game. He he again did everything. I I I can't sing enough praises about this kid. I yeah. I mean, what was this? Was this his first start of the season? 
No, he I... started one game uh, early on in the season. I want to say it was pre-COVID, but I could be wrong. I think you're right. So I think it was a second start of the season. And in his first start of the season, he also scored in double digits and played really well. Yeah. I will say. Yeah, I think I remember that. Um and I think he had like eleven points off the bench, and a lot of them came into the came from the first half. But he clearly just gave us a spark at the beginning. But to that point is it the the improvement even from that level? I think what we're seeing here is the evolution of his confidence. And you know the irony is that we expected his type of play to come from you know a younger. Uh, Peyton Watson come into the season, but it's it's come somewhere else, and it's come from our you know our many a fans favorite. I mean, this team has many fans favorite, but we all know many of us know about Clark's flogging and his interaction engagement with his fans, and and to that point is like yeah, he he has shown that he the feeling I got after these games is that okay. If Jalen Clark sustains this play, he might take us to the championship by himself. <laughs> and it, it's it's that it, there's things to it that you have confidence that this team was missing, right? Uh, what I've seen from these games, and we'll go over the rest of them, you know, shortly. But he has a first step. Like I was seeing him beat men, you know, beat his man off a of first step, which we've been missing. And that was that wasn't happening, you know, earlier in the season. You didn't see that per se, and I think it was because he was starting high off when he got the ball. But now, because he has a little bit of freedom, you see him feel this confidence to be able to drive. Like I, like he's he has the athleticism to beat his man, and we've seen this in high school. But it's taken him a while; it's his sophomore year of adjusting to the college game. But he's starting to get it, uh, and obviously, he's a little bit more mechanical in how he looks with his finishes. But it goes in. He still has a touch around the basket, and that's what we saw. And he's smart with his shots. He's shooting at a high clip from, you know, three-pointers. He He's not really taking mid-range. It's not his bread and butter. But besides his, you know, second, his his, his play around the rim and, and then knowing which threes to take, which has been, uh, I would say, the, the best improvement behind Tiger in terms of, of, of that game. Um, it's, he can shoot. He can shoot. And, you know, his... He's showing confidence in all these different areas while he still upholds what we know him to be, which is an elite rebounder for his size and or at any size, and also someone who moves the ball. He doesn't hold on to the ball, uh, and we also know he's become just an elite deflector. So uh, there's so many uh, deflects and stuff that's not showing on the stat sheets because he's everywhere, and that type of effort has clearly spread to the rest of the team i've seen it and not to say clark is responsible for singleton but when he's coming in you see that effort wanting to be matched elsewhere and and it's cool to see you know he sets the tone and 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 i think at a guard position especially in college where it's one of the most important positions and how far we go in the tournament it this is one of the most positive developments of the season and it, it it may be that turnaround where UCLA actually goes deep in the tournament, uh, because these games we didn't play we didn't play bad teams we didn't play elite teams but we played rarely a, a, a three game stand within how many days six, I think six something crazy yeah, yeah like six or seven days and we played well in each game even with tire legs against Arizona State. 
Which you made it back I mean, for, right? You watched that game. I did. And, and none of those... And, and keep in mind, in each of these games, there were key guys missing, right? And and even against Washington State, if we're, we're just sticking with this game, um, Tiger Campbell's out due to team violation. I, I don't know what that means, whatever. Um, but you also have Johnny Juzang basically in foul trouble the entire first half. He didn't really play very much until the second half, and he did score and, and played well when he came back. But, you know, you you, you see these, like, major pieces missing. Um, and, you know, guys like Jalen have stepped in, and Jalen just hasn't, like you said, stepped in. He's really playing at an elite level. But, you know, I'd be remiss to, to not shout out you know, a guy like David Singleton, who played well in this game, but then really came on against Washington. I mean, he was six for eight from three. Um, you know, scored twenty something points. Uh, like, was just uh, lighting them up and lighting that zone up. Um, and and was playing, you know, handling the ball and 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 keeping the ball secure. So he, guys like him, guys like Jalen. Guys like Miles Johnson, who, you know, has taken that starting position and been a revelation, especially defensively. I mean, the guy is just locking the paint down. I mean, every game, I feel like he's just getting multiple blocks, multiple deflections, and is just a, a problem there. And he's finally rebounding the ball pretty well. Um, and I think he's, he's really improving just being more physical and strong. Like you've seen him go up a few times and just dunking the ball. Um, you've seen these guys step up in a critical juncture of the season with a bunch of key personnel sitting or hurt. Um, and I think that's what has kind of restored some confidence in this team for me, uh, that we... You know, we could have, this was a, a, a stretch of the season with so many injuries, we could have just said, hey, we're going to just mail it in and, you know, slide into the tournament and try to, like, keep keep guys rested and, and not um, really care about seeding and not really care about winning. But we're beating teams by, like, 20-plus points every game now. Um you know, we beat Washington by tw- or Washington State by twenty. We beat Washington. We were up in like over thirty points for half of the the game. Um, at least it felt like half the game, and we ended up winning by twenty six. And then we took care of Arizona State by by fourteen. Um, you know, in a in a revenge match. And and Arizona State, I think, is a is a much better team than their record shows. They have. A lot of, of solid athletes on in their guard rotation that they um, and they play really hard. Uh, Bobby Hurley has them has them playing very hard, but um, you know, and they they gave us a game again, but it was a revenge game, and we finally we we were able to take care of business at home uh, and on a weird Monday night game. Mind you, because this was a game added on from early in the season, so we, we there was there were a lot of things that were kind of strange about this game. But again, it wasn't the offense that took care of these guys; it was that clamp down defense. I mean, that first half defensively 
was an absolute master class. Um, and we were holding teams to like 50 points, give or take a couple over the last three or four games. And I think this is Mick Cronin ball. This is like what he's been trying to get us to over the last year or two. Um, and it and it comes with playing a guy like Jalen Clark, getting Miles Johnson in there um, to lock down the paint, um, because we're we're seeing a, a new gear on the defensive side of the ball, especially like ratchet up, and it is it has been incredible. Um, did you watch or or hear Jalen Clark's interview? I think from yesterday or the day before. No, I missed it. I mean, I've seen it, but um, I missed it. This is, this is, uh, this is, I, I, I like, I love this kid even more. He was, there, someone asked him a question about, like, you know, what is he doing, um, about, you know, playing such great defense, whatever, like, um, and he, he goes, you know, it's, he starts talking about how he gets into, his opponent's heads and the way he's doing it, he goes, he's talking about how he, he gave a, a real world example against Arizona state. He talks about how he like tugged on a player's arm while the ref was turned around and the player, the player is just like irate, really angry about it. Like calling to the ref, like, Hey, like, how'd you miss that? How'd you miss that? Um, and now this dude apparently is just like looking out for this arm pull the entire time, like completely distracted. And every time the ref is looking, you know, Jalen's not doing anything. He's not touching him. Anytime the ref turns around, he's tugging at this dude's arm. And Jalen's like, yeah, you just you get in your head, their head that way. And uh, the dude had a bad game. And I was like, this guy is the greatest player of all time. <laughs> so what's your, what's your top five now <laughs> of all time UCLA uh, players? Uh, Jalen Clark. Um, Jalen Clark. Jalen Clark. <laughs> uh, just all Jalen's. Just Jalen Clark, Jalen Hill, Jalen Hams. Oh, don't I'm go. Kidding. You're going too far. <laughs> He um, he might have anyways, redeemed but, all the Jalen's, you know. Uh, let's so we'll take in consideration the spellings are different. Maybe the Y is what you know has given him an extra spark. But I, you know, also the Arizona State game. There's two things you mentioned him getting into the head of of the players, but also the coach. Wasn't there? I think there was like a little bit of a stare down with Hurley that got obviously him up in his. Him up in his boxers, and he was he was just irate as well because he didn't like the antics of of Jalen. You know, I that's one thing I noticed with the confidence is like he's not afraid to celebrate as well. He gives me that Russell Westbrook. Obviously, he's not Russell Westbrook, and I think those comparisons. I think we talked about this in the off season. Um, and I owe Jalen Clark a, an apology because I was one of those boomers over off season. Zed knows this where I was just like, man, I think this guy needs to stop vlogging and take his game a little bit more seriously. Uh, you know, in terms of like, Mistake. yeah. And he has completely proved me and shut me down because I was like, I just don't know if he's going to be as good as we expect him so soon. Right. And I don't want us to put that pressure on it, but I, little did I know, it just took, you know, a midseason, um, you know, in terms of ascension, and he's completely shut me down, and 
and he's having that he's having that kind of season where uh yeah people are gonna start talking about his draft prospects because at the end of the day what gets you drafted is defense and if he keeps this up uh hopefully he does for the sake of ucla success like he will be in the conversation and you know we have a plethora of, of wings that start with the letter j um, but he may leap himself up to the front of that. And I think that's a premature conversation to have, but that's how good he's playing. Um, and, and it's fun to see. And I, another thing with Arizona state is that Zed was in Arizona earlier, uh, that day and was able to make the game. So state sucks. Um, yeah, Zed was, uh, he, he made sure to travel and, and see this W and see the revenge, which is always a fun factor with that but the team is doing well again we have Oregon today uh you know Oregon's just a tough place to play for us and obviously a team that we have had a bit of back and forth over the past decade and got us you know was our first what I would say our first loss we didn't expect um in in this season and caught Oregon's us. Oregon's a weird team. Just a weird team. Um, I don't know what to make of them. Like, they've looked like world beaters at certain points of the season. They should have beat Arizona last week. Um, but then they'll go out and get thumped by, like, ASU. It's strange. So, it's 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 very hard to, like, point a finger at them and be like, this is what this team is. They've been so erratic, which is um, very atypical of a, of a Dana Altman team. And when they beat us at home in Poly, you know, that I, I really thought that was going to be kind of their turnaround point. They were going to, um, you know, do the typical Dana Altman thing and really gel and, and become a, a very good team. And it looked like that way for a little bit. But they they went on a run and then kind of fell apart and then played okay and then lost. Like, they've just been up and down like a roller coaster all, all season long. So hard to know where this team's at. Um you know they're all, they're obviously going to be at home, so there's going to be a, a home crowd uh, advantage there. There's going to be that stupid, ugly um, court that they, <laughs> that our guys have to deal with. Um, so there are factors. Going on the road to Eugene is never easy, right? And and regardless of how up and down Oregon has been, they have athletes and they have good players, and we need to limit or play good defense on Jacob Young and not let him have a career night again and, you know, make sure that we're bothering Will Richardson. Um, we do those two things and, and we can win this game. Now, we didn't have Jalen Clark playing last game because he was hurt with a concussion. Um, so I think he's going to be the, the X factor that we can all hopefully use to, to turn this game in our favor. Um I don't know what the injury status is for everyone right now. I don't know if you've heard anything, Isaiah. No, we'll find out uh, the hour right before. I usually check Ben, Ben's tweets then, but nothing yet. Yeah, <clears throat> hear nothing yet about about injuries. I know Nick had said both 
uh, Tiger and Peyton were day to day. I'm expecting um, uh, Tiger to be back uh, of the two. That's just I, I I feel like they rested him and this is too important of a game. Um, but I I don't know if Watson would be back because the knee is is pretty. You know when you look at it and on the road, I expect Tiger to be back. That's the sum up of of my feeling. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think Tiger will be back. I think Peyton hopefully will be back in the next week or two. His knee soreness or whatever he, he has right now. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a close game. I I don't, again, Eugene scares me. Um, but I think it kind of hinges on if Jalen can keep playing the way he has been playing. Uh, only because he is the only guy with the level of, of athleticism that can play just lockdown defense on those athletic guards that Oregon has. Um, he, he's going to be really important uh, to, to do that. I, I personally, and this is nothing against Jules. Um, Send his ass to I the think, bench. It's all personal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I I think at this point, uh, Jalen is 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 the better player, and you know, play the hot hand here. Yeah, I think it's it's simple. I don't think you can bench Johnny. I don't think you can bench Tiger. Um, you know, the only other guy that you could think about maybe benching right now is Jaime, just because he's hurt and and having him come off the bench. Um. And obviously, you don't want to play too. If we want to have some size, we need to start uh, Miles or Cody. Probably Miles, just because again he unlocks the defense as well. But I think you got to sit Jules or Jaime down until you know Jaime is either healthy or Jules kind of steps back up. It, it's gonna um, be Jules. I I see it being Jules. Uh, I I think so too. I I want to say one thing about Jules. I'm gonna jump in. Um, you know, it's interesting. He Again, he's not at the level that we've seen Jules uh, play at. and But there is one thing and he that you just notice with him. Because we've already talked about Jules and his erratic, you know, iso ball, which which gives you a great, it's high risk, high reward. And, and, and it's been very high risk and not the results we wanted. But I really think, I'm excited to see his game. I'm hoping that Tiger plays because I would like to see Jules come off the bench. And I think he's going to be so much better for the team, uh, providing a spark of scoring off the bench, which he can do. Um now and then I also just think he just needs to work on being a better off ball player. While I think he's our second best ball handler on the team, you know, behind Tiger, I don't think that's necessary and he's best when I see him get a set shot and the ball's thrown his way. Uh and he can hit the three. I think he consistently can hit the three as long as he's not doing ISO balls and he's out of rhythm. Um and he's a rhythm player, so let's try to get him in that way. Um, and I, I, the earlier, the sooner we have him coming off the bench, I think the better we are, um, in terms of our depth with him and Singleton coming off the bench, I feel better. And obviously Riley as well, but in terms of, of scoring, uh, cause they're both different types of players, but, uh, they both add a different dimension to the team. And I don't think we need Jules and Tiger, uh, playing at the same time. 
but I think Cronin recognizes this, but that's what I'm excited to see during this Ducks uh, game. I want to, and then the other two things is I want to see how Miles handles Dante because he's going to be a handful. There's a handful against Arizona. He had 15 rebounds against that front court. Like, that still is pretty, pretty good, you know, a 13 and 15 rebound. But also, I want to see Clark lock up Gurrier. Uh, because he had a hell of a game from three as well. And if we can lock him up, I think we have a pretty good chance. And we just got to make sure Young doesn't have, again, the game of his life like he did against us the first time. Uh, so those three things, I think if we get those in control, um, no biggie, just a <laughs> low-hanging fruit here. Uh, but it, it's I, I'm glad that we have Oregon back on the schedule. I would have hated if we had Oregon once. They're one of the teams that like Pac-12 would schedule once with us. Um, so I'm hoping for revenge in the same way we got against Arizona State. Nick needs to beat them, man. He needs to get that Dana Altman monkey off his back. He really does, uh, along with SC, but this would be a nice... Uh, a different story. Yeah, this would be a nice win, and clearly, like, I think it caps off, like, a stretch of tough games. You know, obviously, we have Oregon State after. Uh, I don't know if we need to do much of a preview outside of the fact that uh, we've beat them, and we just need to stay to that. Um, and then we, I think we have, who do we have after that? Who's the other team? We have Washington on the 28th as in a makeup game. The, yeah, I was thinking we had somebody else, but I think it's just Washington then, and then before we have SC. So things are moving fast yeah. on that end. Yeah, it's, we have less than – we have about 10 days of basketball, of regular season. So, uh, you know, I'm excited. You know, I sit here before Oregon, and this episode will probably release after the game. But I'm hoping – that the you know those who are listening are listening after a win and Cronin has continued to show that he's willing to adjust and he is not going to to be submissive to you know draft uh ideation or dreams of our players I think he's already made big moves in terms of moving Riley to the bench until Riley gets better uh, and, you know, Riley obviously is not going to be coming back next year. That really does affect him, but let's see how he responds. And the same thing with Jules or any of our other players, them understanding that they're not above the team and anyone's position uh, is, not, is, is not secured in that sense. So we're going to play. I'm happy to see adjustments to Cronin, and I'm hoping it continues to pay off. Um, moving forward. Yeah, agreed. And to Riley's credit, I think we've seen him play with a lot more energy over the last few games, Um, especially against Washington State. He had some moments there. But um, I I, I hope, you know, for for the team to be really successful, we need him to come back on and and be able to shoot those little little jumpers um, off the elbow. And if we can get him back to health and... um, We'll just be even better. We'll have so many different options. But, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's good that we're we're flexing our depth, right? We have a lot of options that we can use, and Nick has made it clear that, hey, I will throw in other guys when I need to. So um, that's been definitely good to see, and I think it's um, paying off right now with Jalen Clark really emerging. Um, and by the way, you know, Mick has always been saying since the beginning of the season that, you know, Jalen is going to be one of our best players. Um, but if you think about it, you got hurt 
right after that um, or right before that exhibition game. He had a, a you know the concussion issues, COVID. He he's been the one guy that I think has been most consistently like hurt throughout this season. Um, and now that he's finally healthy and practicing consistently, we're seeing him really take off. But um, yeah, I think he's taking that starting starting job and isn't isn't running isn't uh, isn't giving that up anytime soon. Yeah, uh, team is looking good, and so this is a complete turnaround from that horrible stretch we had, um, and. Uh, there was something else I wanted to say that I am forgetting uh, about this team. But I am going to save it for the next time. Um, but UCLA basketball, we're back at a good place. <laughs> it's You never know. The one thing I will say is that I think these, how many games was it? Six games within 12 days or 15 days? Like, I'm hoping with our depth, that we again avoid any injuries going back, but it has been it's a positive build up and preparation for for number one the Pac twelve tournament, but also, you know, those those weekends in March and, you know, hopefully late April if we get I mean early April if we get there. Um and just being able to turn around and, and say, All right, we gotta prepare again because obviously I mean even in March we're not gonna have games where we're playing three and, and six days, but we'll have two tough games and you know for those weekends so uh i I think you know we're not the only team that's dealing with schedules like this uh given covid but i think with our depth um it's really nice to see finally we're opening up the the playbook and and getting these players some time because i think it's going to pay dividends and come down in march so go cronin props props to him and then hopefully you know uh, other thing is let's just get more fans to actively support because I know you've been there, but on TV it doesn't look that great. Uh, so please, donors, just resell your tickets and let's let's fill up, Paulie, because our players deserve it. They deserve the support. Agreed, agreed. Um, I saw a funny tweet. I don't remember who's tweeted it now, but it was... <laughs> It said something like, we're entering World War III and USC still doesn't have any final or has less final fours than there have been world wars. Um, I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> it's true. Here we um, are. Shout out to whoever posted that. I'm sorry. I, I It was not us. It was like, equity. It was not bro. an original joke. I remember seeing there that. There we go. Yeah. It was our, our one of our own community mainstays equity brewing um who many of you may be familiar with i i I enjoyed that tweet immensely as i was looking on twitter watching uh, world war three breakout so um anyways there's some other sports going on um this is a good week to skip football so uh i mean let's do that and then move over to other sports uh we have let's i guess let's give men's volleyball props they are number one after beating the number one uh long beach 
State, so good for them. They seem to be rolling. They have that freshman. We have that freshman, not they do. We have this freshman. What's his last name? I think it's like Matthew. It's Aziz or something who's just been killing it. Um, so that's cool to see uh, that we're not just winning with older guys but younger guys, and it's, it's very much exciting to see the potential of this team because uh, I was watching some clips. And I was like, man, we are moving. It's it's actually poetry to see how this team plays against some of these tougher tougher teams. And then we just beat Concordia yesterday, which was cool. Uh, so, yeah, volleyball is rolling. And then I guess the next highest-ranked team that we have is softball, and they had gone out to St. Petersburg uh, slash Clearwater, and they beat Texas and Auburn, and they had a tough matchup against Florida State. And unfortunately dropped it. But uh no, I mean Kinsley Washington is obviously a bright spot and she her bot her her bat is live right now, which is cool to see. And then also Bree Perez having making some cool plays, highlight plays, but it looks like this team's just again having what would you say? What is would you say it's pitching seems to be the not necessarily the issue, but the place of improvement that we need for against top tier teams. I don't think there's any issues with the team. They've just played a really tough schedule early on in the season. Like, they've played very, very good teams, and they've played them close. It's not like they lost badly to anybody. That's fair. Um, yeah. Like, they, those games could have gone either way um, for, for long stretches. So, I, I'm, it's not anything to worry about. They're going to be ranked, I would say, top five all season, and... You know, one thing I can say about um, Coach Inouye Perez's teams is, like, they tend to always, they start off strong because they always have a lot of talent, um, but they get even better throughout the season. So, uh, you know, the the talent is all there. Obviously, we don't have um, a Rachel Garcia um, playing for the team anymore who's obviously, like... An all-timer. An all-timer, but we have some people that are close, like Megan Ferraimo pitching, who's been lights out, and, you know, Maya Brady, who's, you know, starting off her, I think, sophomore year now, who's been incredibly good. Like, there's there's a lot, a lot of talent on the team, and I'm not really worried about losing a game or two here to, like, very good, other very good teams in the early junctures of the season, so... Um, yeah, nothing really to worry about right now. If they lost to someone bad, then maybe, but... Yeah, um, I would say our worst loss, I mean, of the three, is Northwestern. But again, that was early on after emotional game versus Oklahoma. But to your point, the, the ceiling's very high, and it's championship expectations with this team. Yeah. Um, baseball, on the other hand, has been... Struggling a little bit. Um, the pitching has been pretty lights out for the most part. Starting pitching, um, I haven't watched a ton, but I watched part of the game against Omaha last night, and you know we had this freshman come on to start the game, Thatcher Hurd, who threw five innings. Um, Struck out 11, I believe, which is a freshman record, if I remember correctly. I mean, this kid was lights out, and the starting pitchers and through the rotation have been very, very good. 
our biggest problem right now is one, we're a little sloppy defensively, uh, which, you know, we've had a ton of turnover with the team. Um, I believe we had 11 or 12 players um, last from last season's team get drafted to the MLB, which was the most of any program in the country. Um, so when you think about that, that's like the entire roster turning over. But luckily, you know, Coach Savage and UCLA have always been reloading with talent. So we have a lot of talent on the team. It's just young. Um, so with that in mind, you know, defense has been a little sloppier than what we're accustomed to. I think there's some guys, you know, kind of filling in now and, and stepping up and learning how to be a starter. Um, so there's a little bit of that at play. And then our offense just has not really woken up. So there's a couple of issues there. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a year where we were expected to kind of um, have a rebuild. Um, we started, we're ranked 24 right now. I don't know if we will be after this week, but um, a lot of talent. And I think, you know, Coach Savage will have these guys playing much better ball by the end of the the season so long season obviously we'll see where it goes but um yeah and then yeah and then tennis uh the men's they were able to sweep uc santa barbara uh last friday which was good and then the girls also the women's team beat cal uh, which was seventh ranked seven and that was a good bounce back and uh because they're you know we needed a very much big win so that was cool to see so tennis is is humming along as well between both men and women. And yeah, I don't know what else is going on. I feel like I feel like I'm missing something, but I can't put my finger on it right now. I think water. There's always yeah stuff. Water polo. Ah, water polo. How are they doing? It's a good question. I actually, I mean, you know what? Our women's is number one. That's right. I knew they were top five, and I was waiting for it, but I did not know we were number one, which is awesome to see. So, yeah. We're, that's right. They beat SC a week or so ago. Yeah, and Molly um, Renner is, you know, killing it. So uh, she's the highlight. And then we were number three before beating SC, to your point. I remember we had that game coming up. I just didn't know if it was a couple of weeks ago. So there we are. And I know we, it was a very close match. I remember looking at the score um, and seeing how close it was. But I tell you, it's, yeah. it's always sweet when you, know, you go into a game and USC is number one and you're able to take that away from them. So props to our women for, for doing that. Right. Definitely props. Um, cool. I think that's everything. Unless we uh, we want to get into how bad we're, our school is handling NIL, but I think that's a different topic for a different day. Yeah, and yeah, we'll save that for another time. But shout out to Cronin at least in that in that department. Can we make him athletic director? <laughs> Don't say that. This is where we sign off. <laughs> 
but like actually like has any any school been like yes this coach is much better than just a coach <laughs> i i think um cronin being athletic director would be a whole different situation i don't think anybody we'll have a lot of athletes crying it takes a different type of athlete to be ready to deal with <laughs> cronin could you imagine him like in the dorms uh, like yelling at students <laughs> get your ass to Polly. you better set up hell yeah <laughs> i'm all for it no man he's always hanging out at the the student line chatting with 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 kids he'd be great man imagine him getting getting donors in the in the um to line up he would go imagine him in a meeting with gene block and gene block is like we're sorry mick school can't give you any money and just Mick just lighting him up and Gene just like cowering in the corner and being like you know what I'm so sorry here's 50 million dollars that's what we need we need we need Mick Cronin to go chew Gene Block out one time the thing is and it's over the thing about Mick is that he just balances so well being able to I don't know if it's his Midwestern charm or, or whatnot, but he's able just to to connect as a human with anybody. And you know, even when I see him get tempered, like when he gets a crazy temper on the bench, you're you're just like thinking, man, this guy definitely has a reason, and he knows his words of what he's going to say to these players to keep them motivated. I mean, the guy already. I mean, we've seen it, and from day one. When he uh, had his press conference, I think many of us were a little skeptical on the hire, and we wanted a bigger name, and we were just so over Dan in, in general and how the the whole process had played out. But by the time that Cronin was speaking, we were like, all right, we're sold. This guy has done all the right things. So, you know, minus a few blips here in terms of uh, what's happened, you know, early on in February. Um you know we're we're all in, and obviously Cronin has shown that he he gets it, as we said, and we'll continue to say that until he starts losing again, then we'll flip on him. So that's what we do. It's nice. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> uh, emotional reactions only. No, he knows how to play the game, right? Like, I, and and I I joke about him chewing Gene Block out, but I actually don't think he would ever do something like that. He, I think he. He would turn that charm on um, and be able to, you know, talk talk his way through something like that. But yeah, he, um, I love I love the old head alum and fans who get mad at the moment he curses or yells only when we lose. I find that hilarious. Um, like they make him seem like he's fucking Bobby Hurley or something when he yells. I'm like, you old dudes need to chill, man. Like. The players aren't aren't turning on him like you know he 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 cares about these kids like he clearly cares about these kids so he yells at them to to and they know that he cares about them and he they know that he yells at them they've they've the players have said as much like yeah coach is gonna get on my ass about certain things but I know he's doing it so I can improve like. People need to get over the yelling. Like, he's just, that's who he is. He's a little dude. Probably has a little bit of a Napoleon complex. He needs to make himself heard. But 
I don't think it's ever malicious or I don't think it's ever going to turn any player away. And, and I think that's a testament to his recruiting too, right? He gets the guys that buy into that tough nose culture. Um, but anyways, um, yeah, NIL, we can deal with that another day. Yeah, but shout out to Cronin. Um, all right, well, with that said, we're going to sign off and we'll see how these games go and go Bruins. All right, go Bruins.